Welcome back, everybody, to another week of Ghost in the Scene, Certified Audio Sage Podcast. This is Ghost Friendly, of course. I'm your host, Gio Champatazzi, and I am back with my co-host, Rob Thomas. What's going on, Rob? Gio, it is always an honor and a privilege. Honor and a privilege, excuse me, everyone. It is an honor and a privilege to be with you, Gio, and to be with all of you listeners out there. I feel safe whenever I'm with you. I feel empowered whenever I'm with you, and it's a new season. It's spring now, so, you know, uh, it's an interesting time for the paranormal because this is regeneration. You know, we, we just went through that whole cycle of death, and this is finally this, the time of rebirth. Yes, and, you know, get the placenta out your eyes. Wake up to, to a new season. Um, you've just been born again, and you don't even have to be religious, right? The seasons do it for you. And, you know, that's the thing that I think pagans got right, was that, you know, it's a very seasonal way of living. And that's the kind of, I mean, that's the way that people live their lives. We have to live in, in each season. So like Rob said, we just got out of the death season, right? Which included a lot of negative stuff, positive stuff. There's renewal in death, of course. And now we're into a full-blown spring and that means that we're up in the air, floating around, much like ghosts. Now, people might think that ghosts go away when it's hot or something, like with a light. And I think that's a misconception with vampires. And it's, it's easy to get those kind of mixed up. But ghosts are as active as ever. In the light, without, you know, like in the dark, it's the same. And nothing is more clear than when ghosts are around than the award seasons. And of course, this is the second year that we are uh, not doing the Caspers. And it's, it's for a reason. Um, this reason, this year, uh, of course, is the legal team would not allow it. And as much as we tried, they said that, you know, um, there's a culture of, of violence and possessions happening. And literally, they said, you know, there is a, there's a paranormal terrorism threat on Ghost in the Scene that we've been flagged by by some some paranormal hackers and they were looking to possess us with some very evil spirits so we were not we we're not allowed and i think for right reasons um it, it, it hurts to swallow that that truth you know it's a bitter bitter truth but i think for the better of our listeners betterment it's it's better for everybody and of course last year you know i think we just forgot I'll just be honest. I think we just forgot. I mean, yeah, it's there's just been so much paranormally happening, especially with the award shows. We've, we've, I think we've been on the forefront, Gio, and calling out how paranormally charged award shows are, mm -hmm. and you know, no one really talks about it, uh, but it only gets more and more like the paranormal energy gets more and more intense. 
every single season. Yes. And, and I think, I don't know if we forgot, but as much as like, I think spiritually, we knew that it's not appropriate anymore to have these ceremonies. And I know that this year was outside of our control, but we're, we're forward thinkers, uh, as you just said, Gio. So, you know, I think it would be very forward thinking to just, uh, you know, maybe just abolish the Caspers altogether. Uh, yeah. For, to, to lead that charge, lead the way. And also, I, I just don't know if another movie will ever live up to premium rush ever again. That's I mean, what let's just give it the lifelong Casper. It's the yes, hands down, first greatest, first and last, and last. And yeah. I, I believe we, we awarded it, you know, again. So, what's the point of even having the show when the results are even are already? Yeah, exactly. the 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 votes are in. The Academy has spoken. Premium Rush wins the Casper from here, ad infinitum. Okay, forever. And I'm very happy with that because I think the one thing is when you find a perfect thing, you don't keep looking. You don't, you don't continue your search when you find the treasure, right? You don't keep digging through the dirt when you've already found the diamond in the rough. So like, it's, it's like a thing where the, the prize was there the whole time and, and our search for the most inclusive ghost friendly movie was created by Joseph Gordon Levitt in the early, you know, aughts, the early 2000s. So shout out to, to JGL and shout out to the team. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm really glad we had, we had this live on air, um, this disillusion of, of the Caspers because it is very important that we start looking at the future where awards are not given based on, some kind of academy vote, you know, hidden behind, you know, closed doors, you know, smoky windows and that kind of thing. We, we don't want to be anonymous anymore. And so in that, in that case, we're the first ones and you better believe that we're going to, it's going to follow like dominoes. People are going to start abolishing their own, the golden globes. I, I say golden goodbyes pretty soon. And the same thing for the Oscars. I mean, and maybe we should we should get into that in a little in a little, little while because what happened this past year at the Oscars is what we've been talking and warning about for years, and I think this is a prime reason why we're ending the Caspers. So did you did you check out what happened live? Were were you there? Because I I was close. Um, of course, they didn't let me in to the Oscars again this year, so I was I was on Hollywood Boulevard. But um, I heard I heard what happened. There was an audible gasp from the auditorium. What about you, Rob? It, it was. I mean, I would. I, I want to say that it was something that couldn't have been seen. But I think, I think it was. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I was astral projecting at the time as as i as i do genius and yeah i think that was the place to be and you know we we felt the rumble before it even happened uh it was very clear you know it was like looking at a map right and we saw all of us that were in the astral plane you know shout out to the street team up there with me mm -hmm. that this was what was going to transpire wow 
the premonition on the astral plane. That's the kind of thing. It's like Wi-Fi. If in like you know, imagine five G, right? Astral projecting. That's like at least ten G, which means that you're getting things you know nanoseconds faster than everybody else, even on the the mortal plane. And because of that, they're able to see before we can see, and almost kind of predict what's going to happen. So the street team, well informed, that's why they're always, you know, on, on the cutting edge because they truly can see before things are happening. And the, the the wildest part though is we we got a tip uh, from the ghost world. And it's you know when the more you think about it, the more it gets put together. We got this tip from none other than the bard himself. Bill William Shakespeare. Yes. Shake man. Told us that this was going to happen. And now I know you're all thinking, what is what does he have to do about this? Mm. Like, I don't even know if he's even seen a movie. Uh, I think he was in love one time. And I guess that they made that a movie, but I don't yes. know if he saw it. Yes. I think that one won a, a lot of awards. So, like, he's obviously connected, right? Um, but more importantly, one of his great works was also being honored that night. And all night, you know, that's what, this is why I went to the astral plane. All night, I, all I heard was, you know, redacted, you mm-hmm. know, the Scottish play. Yes. That name over and over and over. And you, if you notice, I'm not saying it right now, because all of us, we're all on the paranormal know-how. We all know you don't say that name. Right. Especially when you're like on stage or, you know, like live in front of an audience, that's like, when you go to acting school, that's the first thing they tell you. Right. They, 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 they put you in a neuralizer and most of the time they make you forget. And that's for the, for the positive, right? Uh, I, I haven't said it. And when I did say it, a bad thing happened and I, and, and I can't even say what happened, but let me tell you this. Denzel Washington plays this character. Denzel Washington was up for an award. And we can talk about the slap, okay? The slap happened. Will Smith walked up on stage, slapped Chris Rock. Everybody who's anybody knows about this. And the discourse on this can fill the Library of Alexandria four times over, right? I mean, everybody has a video. Everybody has a take. And I, you know, it's funny how everybody has a take. And yet none of them include ghosts. What what the hell is that about, Rob? I I mean, this is I mean, the last episode we were talking about how Google was suppressing ghost information. And I think this is the result. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like you can lead a horse to, to water, but you can't make him drink. Right. We can give you the truth, but we can't make you accept it. And the general public is when I mean you. And so when I saw all of these takes about Will Smith and Chris Rock and his wife and, you know, the Academy and nowhere did they say ghost, nowhere did they say possession, nowhere did they say anything. And I think nowhere did they say Shakespeare. So, I mean, we have to really think about history. We have to think about, you know, the different people that 
Will Smith has allowed into his body, the different spirits that have come and gone. And truly, I mean, these are powerful spirits that actors work with, and that's why they make movies about them, right? Because they can they can take on the spirit of this of this person, turn them into a living character again. You know, shout out to you know Andy Kaufman working with Jim Carrey in The Man in the Moon. I mean, that's like a perfect example. They made a documentary about a ghost and a and an actor working together which is, I mean, just so incredible, right? So Will Smith has been in the game for how long? 30, 30 something years. He knows what he's doing. He knows what kind of paranormal tricks to use when it comes to acting. He's, he's gotten notes from Denzel, okay? And so that's where the relationship becomes very interesting because we have Denzel performing a Shakespearean play that's haunted. That is haunted AF, okay? And you have him mentoring, literally mentoring Will Smith, telling him about about what? About the devil? Right? Mm -hmm. He said something about the devil. He said, yeah, at, when you're at your, your highest, the devil will come and, uh, you know, try to... Try to take to pull you, you away. Down, yeah. to, to take you down. Now, that's a very interesting point, too, because... You know, as much as Will Smith is a professional in possessions, Chris Rock, as an orator, mm. you know, he is constantly putting people under his spell. Yes, on a, on a nightly basis. So, possessor, you know, the devil. Yeah, I mean, I mean, did did he summon the devil that night? I mean, I I'd say it's possible. You know, like, um, you know, he was he was trying to take down Jada Pinkett Smith for a disease, uh, very bad taste. Um, right. So, but, you know, that's, that, that's what's on the surface, right? And we all know how spells work. There's more underneath. Exactly. And like, that's the thing where it's like, we have all of these takes on the, the dynamic between Jada, Will, their relationship, Chris, his relationship, like with the, his good hair documentary, like everybody under the sun has discussed this surface, but the underlying depth of the spell is never addressed. And that's why, you know, Rob and I, even though it's probably hack at this point, nobody wants to hear what we're talking about. We have to say it because there is spellcraft happening here. And I think your your whole point on if Chris Rock, you know, really could conjure and he I mean, possibly he was doing some pretty hack comedy. I mean, he was really trying hard to elicit some type of emotion, whether it be embarrassment, whether it be shock value. And I think that itself is a spell gone wrong. Right. Any comedian knows that when you start trying to just like shock the crowd, you've kind of lost the thread. And therefore, I think, like you said, it's somebody possessing a crowd and then it going sideways. And what happens? You might actually, if you're going from the crowd, think about it horizontal and you go sideways. Now you're now you're going on the Y axis up and down, which means that you could con conjure either God and he's not a very funny god. God's kind of a serious, serious god. Or the devil, which is usually a crack up, but things happen. And Will Smith 
in my opinion, got possessed. And possessed by who is the question, right? I mean, this is the age-old question, really. When bad things happen, we think about it as a personal thing, right? Um, America has made us very individualistic, right? When we used to live as a tribe, we used to think of ourselves as a collective, as a community. And so, you know, I am a part of Will Smith. Will Smith is a part of me, and he's a part of you too. And so if you are susceptible to possession, and you are, okay, and I am, and Rob is, and we have been possessed on air, okay, what's to say that on a night where, one, Shakespeare's no-no word was said on stage, two, you have Will Smith going up for an Oscar, which is basically a paranormal lightning rod, okay? In the Oscar Stadium, which is like, of course, like I said, it's like a haunting ground. You got all kinds of dead actors who want a little slice of the pie. They're still there. You know, they're at the buffet. So, of course, and then you have all of the people that Will Smith has played in the past. And I wanted to bring up one big heavy hitter. He played Muhammad Ali. And there's two two prongs to this that I wanted to bring up. Okay, one, Muhammad Ali was anti-war. In fact, he went to jail protesting in Vietnam saying he was not going to go. Now, what joke was Chris Rock saying about oh. his wife, G.I. Jane, about Demi Moore joining the Marines, being the first first you know woman marine to make it through boot camp that's what the movie's about so not only is it an affront to the personal level like everyone has said before right the actual like human level of who will and jada are but if you think about it in terms of if will was possessed by muhammad ali now you're saying that you know muhammad ali's wife in muhammad ali's mind right is joining the army, joining the Marines, I don't think he'd take very kindly to that, okay? He's anti-war. So what does he do? He walks up, open fist slap. Now, you saw the way the swing was. It looked like if he would have closed his fist, that would have been a full hook right across the face. And with Muhammad Ali's strength, because Will Smith trained, right, both physically and paranormally, spiritually, to be Muhammad Ali, that would have knocked Chris Rock right into the dirt, right? Through the through the floor, into the, the earth, okay? So my my point is Muhammad Ali was provoked and was was conjured because of the hackery happening from Chris Rock. And I think like like you said, like you're watching this from the astral plane, Rob. So you could see all the ghosts at, at the award ceremony. So what did you see from your perspective on, on the ghost side, on the astral side? I mean, Gio, I, your, your analysis is spot on. I mean, mostly that, you know, thank it you. was, I mean, thank you. I mean, this is such a service that you also provide because not everyone has access to the um, astral plane, but that mm. doesn't mean that you can't feel that connection, right? Because we're all right. connected to it in some way. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Muhammad Ali, 
jumped into Will Smith's body, walked up, and he wanted to give, you know, a haymaker, just a, a full on blast. But, you know, uh, it, it, it didn't fully work out that way because, you know, obviously not all spells aren't, there's so many different forces at, at hand that, it, you know, not everything's going to go exactly as you intention. Yes, yes. And, and also, who's to say that Will didn't try to fight back? And maybe open his hand in the last moment. Who's to say that you know that there was a moment where Will took over and didn't want to close, fi- you know, fist hit this man? So he opened it. I mean, yeah, we don't hard, know. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, that was the one thing from my perspective. It's hard to say. Uh, it's hard to really know Will's full intention if he welcomed this possession or not. If you he know, conjured he could, himself. He, he, he right i mean that that could also be a part of it and you know in the in the same regard you know it once you are so exposed to ghosts but you can't fully control it and it gets better of you you know like we like like you said joe like he could have put chris in the ground whether that is intention or not exactly and you know that's something that we got to be aware of uh, as well, and, and you know, we need to 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 show, like I said, about intentions, especially mm-hmm. when it, things get violent. Things can very quickly get out of control. Uh, yeah, so, we're, we're talking mob mentality here. I mean, Will swings and Chris goes down, and who knows what would happen? The the the, the stands, the crowds, they would turn on each other. It'd be a bloodbath. I, I mean, it, it very much, you know, in this moment, it. It was coming to be this way mm-hmm. uh, to to begin with. So, you know, I want to be careful of not saying one person was exactly right or was exactly wrong. We're just right. trying to give you the facts, and you can sort it out however you see it. You know, one thing I did find that was interesting, again, with ghost suppression, I did notice that someone in Hollywood did notice what was happening, other than yourself, Joe. Mm-hmm. And that was our friend Judd Apatow. Wow. He tweeted that night. He tweeted that Will could have killed Chris Rock. And everyone made fun of him for it. And so much so that he took it down. You know, he self-censored. But they bullied you know, him into it. They bullied him into it, but it's like it it's because it didn't have the proper context. Right. right. Like he was trying to say, no, guys, like, you know, he was channeling Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And if he delivered a full punch, that would have knocked his brain loose. Yeah. It would have knocked his brain loose. Uh, but of course, you know, you can only have so many characters in a tweet. And in the moment, you're just trying to get it out. And again, we're still living in enough ghost suppression that even if he did try to clarify, people would, you know, they're already making fun of him. He's only going to be made fun of more. Right. So, you know, at, at, for a second, I thought, oh, we're going to have some actual dialogue about the paranormal. But, you know, it was a glimmer, uh, but it was quickly put down, like you said, Gio, by mob mentality. Yes. And, and you know, that's the thing about this event, uh, which is it's just very interesting that it, it opened up a conversation about a lot of things and like just the ghost suppression side of it, too, where it's like now the last thing to really talk about is the paranormal. And it's like we've exhausted all other roads 
in this conversation. And so finally, we get our chance to, to speak our truth. I think we really got somewhere. And one last thing I wanted to mention, which is just another relation with the Shakespeare aspect of this that Rob brought up earlier. Muhammad Ali was known for his poetic little zingers, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Now, I think maybe he was channeling Shakespeare as a fighter, mm. channeling the bard, right? And so in that way, there's a little bit of Shakespeare in Muhammad Ali, which means that there's a little bit of Shakespeare in Will Smith playing King James that year, right? So there is layers to this. There is also paranormal layers to this, a possession of a possession, like a grandfathered possession. And so Shakespeare was was working behind the scenes that night. And you know, we we could say he was involved with Denzel on his his end, right? Giving him those those words of of, of the devil and, and that kind of thing. And he was also in Will Smith acting that night. So he's he's a little, you know, he's drama queen. He loves drama. He he's constantly called the greatest dramatist who's ever lived. And the amount of you know after that night of course like it's we're still talking about it you know mm -hmm. weeks later so um hats off to the bard but also Job like well done. he's Bill, chaotic like, that's very chaotic Bill. we we gotta live our lives we're, we can't just be your little play yeah. toys the world is a stage and that he is. also means the astral plane astral plane is a stage and so uh, hats off to the Bard, incredible. And I think this is a segment um, I, I want to, let's, let's do a quick segment. This is hats off, uh, a segment where we pay tribute to some people that are, are, are finally leaving the public eye. And this is for the better of these people. Um, I think the spotlight is hot and you get, you get kind of burned, I'd say after a while right? It doesn't get any less intense. They haven't switched from, you know, the hot lights to LEDs. And so it just, it really does burn you after a while. So first I wanted to shout out, this is an actor that we have been working alongside, you know, in tandem with since the inception of our, of our show. Uh, Bruce Willis is retiring from acting. Now we have talked for years about how Bruce Willis looks and is the embodiment of a ghost. And when he played a ghost in The Sixth Sense, that was so huge for the ghost community, the paranormal community. I mean, I, I, words cannot be expressed. How seeing that, you know, him getting shot and then, you know, waking up and going through that whole, you know, therapy session and then finding out that he still has the bullet wound, like, you know, spoilers please you know i need you guys need to hear that but it, it's just it's so um provocative for when it was released that i'm sure movie executives were you know spitting at the screen because there was giving too much away about the afterlife but they did that right him and m night Shyamalan, they collaborated and they were able to show you know the paranormal side of hollywood better than many other movies you know parent you know poltergeist was scary right? It's possession. It's scary. It's true. It happens. But the sixth sense was something about like a ghost helping somebody 
and then in turn teaching the that young boy to help ghosts you know and like it's so crazy how like that is basically what ghost in the scene has become you know it, it instead of being like angry against ghosts kind of how Haley Joel Osment was at the start of the movie we've learned to rehabilitate ghosts and and to work with them and we've have our best friends are ghosts now so you know not only that but Bruce Willis has so many other titles under his belt that are just so good that you know showed so much of his paranormal prowess that a lot of other actors just don't have or aren't willing to show. So hats off to Bruce Willis. Very much so. And, in, and a lot of these paranormal movies weren't necessarily like financial successes, but he understood that they were needed for the paranormal activity uh, community, mm. uh, such as the kid. You know, he yes. needs himself as his own child self uh, and interacts. I mean, what, what a very interesting paranormal study that was and everyone made fun of it again this is something like um you know you could go for these big hits you know what the public's gonna like but he says no i'm gonna give what the public needs the public needs the, uh, a movie called the kid and he was able to to show his dynamic acting through these movies and as he became more ghost-like you know he took on more of a ghostly role in his movies and embodied a ghost more and more. And I think that was, you know, because you work with ghosts so much that they become your coworkers, you start to develop a certain way of acting like them. And I think that, you know, a lot of actors who work as long as he did, they fall into that category where they start to look more ghostly. And you could say it's, it's age. You could say, you know, time. I just don't think that's the case. I think it's more complex than that. I think that, you know, they're really good actors and you act, you know, what you know. And what if you work with ghosts 90% of the time, you're going to start acting like a ghost. And so, yeah, Bruce Willis, I, I really hope to see him, you know, not anywhere in the public spotlight. I want to see him at like a supermarket, you know, just eating a, uh, you know, picking pineapples and stuff and just being, you know, a nice grandpa or something like just hats off. And one more hats off. The Sorcerer Supreme of the Caspers, the first time that we did this, Jim Carrey has said he is retiring from acting as well. And it was because I think of the Oscars and what happened with the ghost suppression that I think he resigned in protest. And I think, like he said, uh, I have enough, right? I've done enough. I am enough. He had to get the Sorcerer Supreme title before he retired. And that was, you know, we, we gave that to him about a year, maybe two years ago. Yes. You know, so obviously that lines up there. Yeah, um, while he was filming his last movie, of course, Sonic yeah. 2. Sonic 2. So he said, I need, to, I need to end this at the highest point of my career. Yeah. Which is Sonic 2. <laughs> exactly. And um, hats off to and him. And I, I hear you laughing, Joe, but I'm excited too. You know, that's just so exciting. Yeah. It's just so incredible to see somebody who has the world by the balls. He's in his renaissance. And yet again, he takes the, a different road 
he's retiring. But like we said, he had to, you know, get our approval first. We gave him the Sorcerer Supreme title. He did it for a year. And he said is that, you know, like maybe acting isn't what's for him anymore. Maybe we'll see him more in the Sorcerer, you know, title and role from here on out. We could only be so lucky, you know, and and I I really wish the best best for both. And I also just want to shout out just again for Bruce Willis that, I understand he was having some health issues the last few years. Yes. And that, again, that was another thing that people were starting to make fun of him about. Now, you know, Joe, you're saying this is very similar to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he's taken this on privately as as is his right uh, uh, to deal with what with his health in his own in the only way that is appropriate for him. So, again, this is another way to. Uh, I think we need to all temper ourselves when we see people out in the world, especially people with such a bright spotlight on them. We don't truly know what's going on with them. And yes. every every single situation that we've talked about in this episode, we could say something similar about that. So I think we could we could slow down. I think this mob mentality, mm-hmm. uh, you know, can be very uh, alarming. And it, it, you know, rush to judgment is never, is never solved anything. Exactly. And I think, you know, if you spend your time enough around ghosts, they've been around. There's, you know, a lot of ghosts that are, they're so much older than this that we can learn to be a little bit more patient because especially these moments we, and, and within our living lives, it's only a blip of time in comparison of the spirit world. And to, to recognize that, I think, is to, to slow down and realize that, you know, it, life moves fast enough as it is already. That's so well said. It's so true. And uh, I think that's, that's a perfect place to call it. Uh, everybody really ingest those words that Rob just said. Really take that to heart because, you know, the only way that, you know, people are going to really remember you is in your kindness and how nice you were. And how generous you were and patient you were. So really, you know, take take these words to heart. And of course, you know, next week, next time you hear us, we will be discussing all kinds of paranormal news. Things like Rob said earlier have been happening at an exponential rate. I mean, we are dealing with not I wouldn't say crisis, but it's 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 overwhelming to say the least. The amount of ghost and paranormal activity happening right now is incredible. So, stay in the scene, everybody. Keep your eyes on the on the screen. Obviously, we have hardly touched the surface of everything that's going on. We are moving where spirit tells us to move, of what needs to be known at this moment. Um, obviously, we are aware there are wars, that's with an S, multiple, that are, mm-hmm. that are happening, um, and that is definitely shaping uh, not just, obviously, spiritual, but just how we are operating as a society. Um, you know, stay, stay tuned for, for some takes on that, but obviously, um, we, we, we look for peace. Obviously, that is that is where we stand on the issue, and mm-hmm. you can always trust us for that and to get the unvarnished truth. Because um, again, there's a lot of influences, and I think if we just slow down, uh, you know, that's that's where we can let the light in. 
I love that. And everybody, keep your eyes on the screen. Take care. We will see you next time. Goodbye.